0: Welcome to Inside Flicks. This is a movie discussion podcast created by Three Brothers. My name is Mike. And like always, I'm here with my two brothers, Richard and Raymond. And in this episode, we're going to do a spoiler build review of Zack Snyder's Justice League, Uh, the four hour cut. Um, We're also going to talk about Man of Steel and um, Batman vs Superman, Dawn of Justice. We both saw these movies this week in prep for watching the Justice League four hour cut movie. Um, so let's get into it, let's just dive right into it. Let's start with Man of Steel. Rich, what was your experience re- while re-watching this? I mean, did you? Did you first off, did you like the first, the first time you watched Man of Steel? Oh yeah, yeah. I thought it was uh, one of Zack Snyder's better um, films mm-hmm. overall. Oh and, really? Um, yeah uh i i thought it was a little too more um on some shots uh was uh the fighting scenes was a little too like michael bay transformers you know mm-hmm. action like my god how much buildings does he have to destroy here <laughs> you know kind of thing uh superman would never do allow this kind of shit to go on <laughs> uh, uh you know the d- it. Oh yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. It's very destructive. There's buildings, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exploding. Uh, Raymond, what was your thoughts of rewatching Man of Steel for the? You know, I don't know how many times you've seen the Man of Steel, but this new, t- this uh, recently, in the in prep for for Justice League. Uh,
1: well, I don't know. the first time I saw Man of Steel I, in in movie theaters, I remember thinking it was it was cool. Mm-hmm. It was cool. I I didn't love it, but I thought it was cool. And then I remember when I saw it. Uh, on Blu-ray, I was very, very uh, disappointed by the movie because I w- I thought it was kind of like the basically just the first two Superman movies, the first two Richard Donner Superman yeah. movies remade, but um, with like um, like a, a Terrence Malick flavor to it, and I, I don't know, it's just a very weird thing that that didn't work for me. And uh, revisiting the movie for you know going going to watch the four-hour cut of Snyder. Of Snyder's Justice League I, I my opinion hasn't really changed on the movie, but I, I Appreciate it a lot more because it is a very auteur take on Superman and uh, I appreciate the movie um, there, There's definitely a lot of stuff. That's fantastic about it Like I've always loved the Krypton stuff the opening Krypton yeah. stuff. It's absolutely amazing My issues with the movie are more like once we're in Smallville a lot of the I lo- like I love Kevin Costner in the movie but a lot of the stuff with his character I don't think plays the way for at least for myself doesn't play the way Snyder wants it to play I think there's a few dramatic moments that are play, are actually kind of laughable mm-hmm. and um yeah but i mean everyone is in the movies perfectly cast i per i personally don't like amy adams in the movie but but i like her in the sequels which
0: is weird <laughs> oh okay I, I was saying that the the one character that really didn't benefit with any kind of cut or director's cut or whatever it's the, the lowest lane character she is just mm-hmm. a background person she's only low the, huh you mean low we mean is that a lowest like that's her nickname, Low. Uh, <laughs> well, Wait, anyway, I mean, how hard is it to be just uh, Lois? Well, I don't know. <laughs> that's a little thing that they did. They did to. I, I don't know, but it, I'm just saying that the character is now really well written, and she is just a background, or she's really just a side character to Superman. She is probably. I agree his only kryptonite i mean that's how they set it up you know yeah. if if she falls superman falls you know but i i personally think her performance
1: is like legitimately bad in man of steel <laughs> i think her performance is actually a, a pretty decent pretty good in manis and uh, not man of Steel in batman vs superman and um justice league i i just i think in man of steel she's she's bad. And I think her and Henry Cavill have no chemistry at all. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, I think, um, I buy it a lot better in the
0: sequels. Yeah. So, I mean, I, personally, I, I thought Man of Steel was the best Zack Snyder movie that has changed after watching, uh, BVS ultimate edition. And also the, the recently, the, the four hour cut of justice league. And I think Man of Steel actually is the worst of the whole se- three, this whole series. And um, I mean, because, yeah, like you were like Raymond was saying, it is a retelling of this iconic Superman origin story, though. I do like like Zack Snyder trying to tell this story in the form of myth making. But the movie is very fragmented, I find. And, um, you know, l- yeah, I, I like the fact that they start with the destruction of Krypton and this really grand opening sequence. Uh, we, yeah. we get to see um, Russell Crowe as mm-hmm. Jarell, and he's great. I think, you know, surprisingly he is great <laughs> and he's still great in the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's like the best, like, like Raymond was saying, this, this is the best stuff, the best thing in the movie. And, I wish Russell Crowe was in the, in the cut. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but once we get to, once we first meet Clark Kent as an, as his adult or like semi, like a young adult, he is on a, like a spiritual quest to find his history, his, um, Kryptonian pass, and um, yeah, we, we see him like get to know his Kryptonian parents through the use of this uh, spaceship that he finds in the Arctic. Well, actually, the the, the humans found it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's right. That's right. Yeah, he had the actual key. <laughs> yeah, but it but the whole movie kind of shifts from time. You know, shifts it. It's like a memory. It's like it goes from present day to Clark Kent's childhood, and I don't know if I like that idea. I think it would have liked it more, kind of uh, uh, just a typical structure.
1: It's it's not the best introduction to to uh, Clark Kent. Like we see we see him, as, uh, um, like our our first introduction to him. Like he, he's he's hiding, uh, working as a fisherman, fisherman or yeah, or
0: whatever, whatever.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, I guess it works for for Snyder's take on it, but it it doesn't really quite mesh with. A lot of the other
0: things he's trying to do, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's just a non-choice for me. It's it's totally it's something that we totally didn't see coming. We didn't we never I, I never saw Clark Kent as a fisherman. I mean, we always thought he was this reporter. And actually, in the end of the movie of uh, Man of Steel, it's when we finally see that he has become a, a Daily Planet reporter, or he finally becomes like the Clark Kent that we all know. But uh, the first half of this movie is actually. I liked more than the second half because the first half is this, too. this, this. It's it's fascinating because it's a hero's journey or at least a, his journey of learning himself, learning about himself. And but the second half is more the typical big studio action spectacle. You know, we got General Zod played by Michael Shannon, which I I really love and I love him in this movie. Yeah. yeah, he's a great that's a great performance by him. Unfortunately, he's yeah. in the in the half that I don't like. <laughs> but he rises from Earth. He, he he comes out of the, the phantom zone and he's looking to steer stuff up and he wants to cause chaos. And he's looking to eradicate the whole human population to uh, he wants to rebuild Krypton on Earth and standing in his way is Superman. And again, this is like kind of normal, big action comic book stuff. And <clears throat> although I do do love Michael Shannon's performance, it is kind of like that third act. You know, that third act is just like. Just goes on and on. Yeah, bloated. Yeah. very bloated. Rich, what you thought of Michael Shannon's performance in uh, Man of Steel? Michael Shannon is Michael Shannon. I mean, you, you, you give him lines, he'll deliver them. I mean, <laughs> it's the character that um, it, it's a character that he could do in, in his sleep. Basically, I mean, you want a villain? Give me the lines, I'll say it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you want a strange look? look? Give me, <laughs> give me the camera, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, uh, he delivers every time and and he uh, i'm pretty sure he um he helped uh, uh um henry cavill oh, become a better tr- actor better, be, become a better superman basically yeah to 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 play off uh, michael shannon i mean you're only you're, you'll only do better yeah yeah, but I think like the Man of Steel and also BVS, they have they share the same flaws that they both are very bloated in the third act. They feel like a grind to me. And especially Man of Steel, it's like a display of like this mindless action. <laughs> it's very repetitive. It's endless action and I I I felt even the first time watching it, I felt woozy after after watching the, you know, some yeah, of that stuff. It's like a Michael Bay. It's, yeah. it's like yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, we got we need more Destruction here, yeah, boom, boom. Spend another hundred million on this, yeah, blow everyone's minds. Is there anything you uh, loved about um, the third act, uh, Raymond?
1: A Man of Steel. Yeah. Well, one thing uh, this is this is throughout the entire movie, but I mean we we can't we can't not talk about the score. I mean the score is perfect. Yeah, the Hans Zimmer, right? Yeah, I mean it, this is like one of the best uh, superhero scores
0: out there. I mean, DC usually has really great scores. and This is one of the best. And I, you know what? I do love Kevin Costner as, you know, Paul Kent and uh And, and, and Laurence Fishburne also. Yeah. 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 Dan yeah. Keaton. Zack Snyder actually does a very good job of casting his movies. He gets the right people. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I do remember like Michael Shannon saying that um, he was called up to Zack Snyder's house and says, hey, uh what well, do you think about General Zod? And he goes, "You mean like the Superman movies?" <laughs> and he goes, "Yeah, do you want to do them?" And he goes, "You mean just like that? Do I audition for anything?" And he goes, no, "No, no, you know." And then, yeah, like a couple of days later, he goes, "Hey, all right, you're in the Superman movie." And he goes, "Really? <laughs> That's it?" Because <laughs> like he, it, it seems like you know, for whatever reason, Zack Snyder at this point. He is given full power to do whatever he wants in, the, in, the, in these movies. And, he, you know, if he wants Michael Shannon to do his movie, he didn't have to audition him. Or, like, I guess, I will, I guess apparently there was a uh, chemistry test with uh, Henry Cavill. But but still, I mean, uh, Zack Snyder is very um, hands-on when it comes to the casting here. And he he does a great job. I think Kevin Costner is probably one of the best uh, Paul Kent's in film history. And although they do change it up, it's uh, it's not... It's not like the Richard Donner movies. Like, there's a great scene, his death scene. I don't like that scene. Really? You don't like that scene? I thought that was so great, where he is basically swept away from the um, tornado. But I thought that was very emotional. I thought, you know, the way he holds his hand and basically says, stop, you know, what you're doing. I'm going to sacrifice. I like the the idea of
1: it. I think the execution of it is so over the top. Oh, really? Bombastic, but the dog dog lived. Mm. That it almost makes it laughable. Oh, I didn't think so. I didn't
0: find that. It's just for me. Mm. It's
1: it's just a little too Michael Bay, and takes away from the from the emotional element. Just for myself, I think like they could they could have done it in a more um, subdued way, more nuanced. but I, look, it's, I get it for Snyder's, for Snyder's vision because he's a visual guy, he's a visual storyteller, and this is the
0: most visual way you could possibly <laughs> k- uh, kill him off. So I, I get it. I would say this. it's This movie came out in 2013, and uh, it still holds up with the special effects. The special effects in this movie is astounding. And uh, if you see the, ba- uh, the behind-the-scenes stuff, you see that they're really kind of wearing the leotard, at least Michael Shannon's wearing the leotard and in the movie all of it, his um his armor is all CGI and I I just oh wow it's flawless really maybe it's because the color timing is so muted but um it's great it's really great it holds up and the way that Henry Cavill or Superman flies in the movie I thought that was so good it, it feels like he's floating it feels like he would do this in real life but, uh, Rich, do you have any uh, particular uh, scenes that uh, you liked in the movie? Sure. The special effects, you know, were, were good. I mean, but I also like uh, Christopher Baloney's character, the colonel. I mean, uh, I liked how, <laughs> how he's just, you know, how, how he's just a badass and just, you know, plain old human. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, he's willing to bite a bullet to save America or whatever it is. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's, Yeah. That's very Michael Bay. <laughs> so so did your opinion change after rewatching man of steel oh no no because it was a while since i saw it so and yeah it's not a movie i gotta watch every year or something right like right that, but yeah but it's, so uh, you, basically uh, the same you have the same opinion it, it was it was good back then it was good it was good now i mean it held up it was fine yeah i mean personally i thought this was like i said i thought this was Zack snyder's best you know movie in the in the Snyderverse after watching it for the, for recently, I just go, no, no, I don't, I don't think I like this movie. I, I mean, it's fine. Uh, Raymond, what, did your opinion change after rewatching in man of steel? My opinion hasn't necessarily
1: changed, but I appreciate it more. Um, it's, it's a C plus for me. Uh, I, I, I can definitely understand the, why, uh, a lot of people love
0: it. Cause it's, I mean, it's a very auteur take on Superman. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, let's get to a uh, let's do Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Steel. This is the Ultimate Edition cut. This is the three-hour cut. Uh, let's talk about this really quick before we get to Justice League. Uh, this is obviously the Batman hates Superman movie, and he has a grudge. Yeah. Uh, also, when I re- rewatched this movie, I didn't realize this is actually a a reaction to what happened in the in the finale of of Man of Steel. The fact that oh he, no no that was the whole thing yeah, yeah I mean I didn't I guess I didn't really you know because like the first time I saw Batman versus Superman I go what is this movie about <laughs> no, like I didn't understand why they are hating each other I just didn't get it and it it took me a while I mean I just I I, I guess I just never figured it out but after watching this set, this, this new time this uh, just recently watching it especially the ultimate cut I go oh it makes it makes sense this is about what what happened. In the you know the aftermath of what happened in the in Man of Steel, yeah. uh, I think I think most of that fudge was in the first, well, yeah, the first <laughs> whatever. I just didn't get. You know what it is? I think I thought this was going to be more uh, based on the Frank Miller comic book, and this is nothing to do with that that comic nope. book. Nope, they totally threw it away. Yeah, so uh, this is nothing nothing about that because. Uh, uh, that comic is like in the future, and you know there there are.
1: It's it's Zack Snyder's take on the comic and uh, the death and return of Superman. Yeah, Eventually, yeah, basically, yeah, right? it's his, yeah. Take, it's his right. take on it, right?
0: And so this has that's I think that's what threw me off the first time watching it. Now watching it again, I totally get what the, he was going for. uh But yeah, Raymond, what's, what's your thoughts on rewatching Batman versus Superman, the the ultimate cut?
1: Yeah, so I, when I saw Batman vs Superman in theaters, I absolutely hated it. Mm-hmm. I was so frustrated by the movie. I yeah, I I I, I, I couldn't I couldn't believe um, w- what I had just witnessed. <laughs> and, and then uh, when the movie came out on Blu Ray, I actually I had to pick it up. I had to give it another chance. And I remember um, putting on the ultimate cut, and I thought I had seen the ultimate cut, but. I think I fell asleep or something because I, I, watching it, re-watching it now because this is my first time watching it since like Blu-ray that one time. It all of my issues that I, not all of my issues, but most of my issues that I had with the movie originally, are actually fixed with this ultimate cut, um, like lex luther's plan mm-hmm. it actually all makes sense now you you see him doing all the work it's not just things that are just happening <laughs> things, <laughs> things don't just happen you know like it, it, he's he's really planning it out it's that like, he's it makes him it, look kind of it, it makes his plan look actually kind of smart <laughs>
0: even even with the pol- the political bent to it because he's trying to pay off um uh who's the the pol- politician um holly hunter's character mm-hmm. that that made sense which I didn't understand previously, but it it all made sense that he, they were trying to basically frame Superman as this, um, terrorist because Mm -hmm. of, uh, because of what he has done, you know, because of the aliens had had arrived in man of steel. They blew up all these buildings. I mean, the man of steel is really about kind of post nine 11 world, you know, it's very much a xenophobia. And, um, you know, it's very much like the ter- you know the, this fear of terrorism, this fear of a uh, of a sleeper cell. This movie kind of plays up with that. They're trying to frame Superman as a ter- terrorist. Uh, Lex Luthor or the son of Lex Luthor is um, trying to make him a, a villain. And um, yeah, so like like you, I didn't understand it, and I you know like I was like and a- also but also the mo- the movie flows better, mm-hmm. like it's.
1: I remember the, uh, the the theatrical version b- being like extremely like jarring like kind of like suicide squad. you know, it had like weird editing like things like there was no flow to it at all like it, it feels like you would always jump in in the middle of a scene yeah yeah, yeah this do- this doesn't feel like that way at all like the, it's i don't know it, it w- I wasn't bored while watching it this time. it just flew very naturally it was a very, it was a very easy watch this
0: time. Richard, what's your thoughts on uh, Batman vs. Superman, this ultimate cut that the that you just rewatched or just watched for the first time? Well, from from what I remember, that watching it the first time, I was not happy for sure. Mm-hmm. The theatrical I mean, cut. The theatrical cut. Because you know, we we were always told that. Uh, oh yeah, we'll get a first look at a uh, cyborg. We'll get a first look at Aquaman. We'll get a first look at the Flash. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's all security camera. <laughs> and, and we got we got Wonder Woman at least, and, but we got a whole lot of Lex Luthor, and he sucked. Jesse Eisberg's <laughs> character destroyed the movie for me. But um, and, and basically he still doesn't. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, yeah. Uh, um watching the ultimate edition uh i knew what i was getting into with the uh, cyborg aquaman flash right? so, so uh um so yeah everything fit a lot more and i did like it more in the um martha you know yeah, i yeah, that was the uh why'd you say that name you know uh, i yeah. knew it was coming so i, I
1: never hated that scene <laughs> that was the only scene in batman
0: ever superman when i watched it in theaters so i was like you know what i like this scene <laughs> well i had like 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 a lot of people i said the same thing like a lot of people said at the time it's too grim it's too bleak our heroes are killing people why yeah you know why it's so dark and dreary and you know like it was like i, I felt like it was just you know not, it's it was going against all the standards of what we would think it still kind of has some of those issues but no 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 I, no I, I think you know and it does it does it is it is dark it is bleak is all is all that thing all those things are true but i think because it came out of 2016 this was before what we lived through we lived through trump we lived through mm-hmm. uh, a whole 4 years of trump a whole year of the pandemic lockdown and now it seems not. It doesn't seem too bleak anymore. <laughs> it doesn't seem too grim. It seems about right. I think the movie is actually quite uh, prophetic in a way because you know the the villain is a young billionaire tech mogul who wants to throw the world into chaos. And the and fact <laughs> Landis, <slandest? laughs> well, no, but the fact that and the fact that that uh, uh, Jesse Eisenberg who played Mark Zuckerberg at the time. Uh, when when we thought Zuckerberg was this misunderstood whiz kid and not this opportunistic asshole that he is. It's remarkably fitting that he uh, he is playing this character. It's kind of like the dark side of Mark Zuckerberg, and yes, it's it's Lex Luthor. But I thought, yeah, that that makes a lot more sense now. And you know, Daily Planet in the movie is this iconic newspaper company that only cares about publishing salacious news stories instead of really investigating stories that that may you know benefit the readers. That's something that's going on right now, you know. So you know, and Batman is this police-supported crime fighter. Who is stepping over the line because he has become this uh, ruthless vil- uh, vigilante? He's essentially carrying a license to kill. But also, uh, l- l- let's talk about this really quick. Well, my, my, you know, my I think my
1: main issue with all of this is because I don't think the movie does a very good or a good enough job of explaining that Batman has been pushed far. You know, and like in the and the Dark Knight Returns comic book, uh, the, what this movie is very influenced by. You know they make it very clear that Batman has been Batman's fed up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Batman's tired, and and this and this, and he didn't used to always be like this, but now he he he's you know he's old. He he's trying he's trying to fix things for for good, and I don't think Batman vs Superman really does a very good job of, uh, just of just laying this across. I they really all they do is give us a shot of Batman staring at Robin's costume yeah which i wish uh, i also kind of interpret more as, as fan service mm. in many ways but uh, i i don't know uh, I, I, I just wish th- that maybe we had gone a Batman movie before this and i wish we also had gotten another a superman movie before this because
0: yeah definitely there's also
1: there's also like an 18 month gap if i remember like the movie opens and then it's like 18 months later and we we completely miss like everything with superman and lois like he's working at the he's already he's been working at daily Planet a long time Mm -hmm. and um the, the Superman and Lois are like have a very strong relationship I mean we didn't see anything happen like you <laughs> and in, in in Man of Steel they barely knew each other <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and it's like I would have loved if we had just gotten a Superman movie that maybe was focused on Lex Luthor really developed the character dedicate a whole film to him and uh may, maybe even have uh maybe even end Man of Steel 2 with a scene like where lex Luthor frames superman he succeeds at framing superman and having the whole world against him that would be an interesting way to maybe set
0: up batman versus superman um because i just think the movie's trying to do way too many things yeah yeah i I think you're right i mean the leap they, they take a major leap from man of steel to to batman versus superman i mean but
1: that, i blame the studio for all of that
0: yeah yeah i mean because batman uh, Batman Vs. Superman came out in 2016, and Justice League, the original cut, came out a year later. So they basically, I think they filmed it. That's crazy. They filmed it like the, <laughs> almost the same time, right? Uh, seems like it. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like, uh, back back. or like... Back to back. Yeah, back to back. Because remember, Batman Vs. Superman, I
1: remember Batman Vs. Superman came out in theaters and then like the reception for the movie was coming out and it's like oh crap you know justice league starts filming in, like a week <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and that's mm. when that's when they started you know changing everything
0: yeah 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 i mean the, the yeah the warner brothers they just were just react they were just reacting because of the whatever the fans were yeah. saying whatever the critics and were justice saying justice
1: league and suicide squad got
0: screwed yeah yeah so um but what i was trying to say about how you know these these pl- these storylines in the movie that i Everyone was saying it was like too bleak or too grim. The now it feels more like it's more rooted in some kind of, um, you know, reality. I mean, like there there's scenes here where there's public protests, uh, there's scenes of civil civil unrest. There's even a scene of a, a desecration of a of a statue, a Superman statue. This all seems like it came out of uh, just recently, you know. <laughs> yeah. And but the, the fact that this came out. What, the, the 2016, which it was like, you know, before Trump, before uh, the pandemic, I just saying that it makes a lot more sense watching it now, or at least for me, it made a lot more sense uh, rewatching it, the, this ultimate cut. And I, 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 it feels more grounded, you know, and uh, yeah. I love the fact that it is dark and it is, it's, it is nothing like the Marvel uh, films. Um, yeah, like, like what Richard was saying, the Martha scene still doesn't work for me i love work. the idea of it <laughs> hmm. I, you know, I yeah i i get to under, I, I understand it it's like it's it's zach trying to say you know there's a human connection between batman and and superman to to me to me it's a bit a bit a bit
1: more than that to me it's batman coming to the realization that superman
0: is more human than him Oh, I don't know about more human, but I think he really sees them as human for the first time. Because I- Superman, I mean, Batman
1: has is, is not really human. He doesn't have a real uh, social life. He's he's Batman, you know? Bruce Wayne's mm. like, Bruce Wayne's dead, you know what I mean? <laughs> Bruce, uh, bat, bat, uh, Superman's able to do things that Bruce Wayne wishes he could do. That's good. And good I point. think that, that, that Superman really, I mean, that's Batman really just, coming to the realization like what am i doing what am
0: i am i'm this guy's more human than i am well i think spanman really saw superman as this terrorist he really sees this guy as like a foreigner or an alien an immigrant you could say but yeah once he realizes that clark has the same mother or at least his mother has shares the same name as his own mother i think that's when he kind of realized that um yeah, this is a this is a person that I know. This is a person I could uh, connect to. This is a he sees him as a friend finally uh, instead of a foe. I don't see it that way at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't see well I don't see him as like he uh is jealous of him but I do I do think the 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 using
1: Martha as the thing that makes him snap out of it or whatever that makes him open his
0: eyes is is, is a poor choice. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, you but, know um, my pro- you know actually I don't mind that. My my problem was that Ben Affleck's reaction. I think the way he why played did you it. Say that name? Yeah, he goes, well, he goes, uh, what, I love it. what does it mean? And then Ken does a double take. When he does one of those double takes, and then why do you say that name? It feels very comical. It feels like he was doing like a Jimmy Kimmel skit, you know? No, <laughs> it feels the, like, the it comical feels... part. The comical part is when Amy Adams shows up out of nowhere to explain it. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's true. Yeah, yeah. It's his mother. It's his mother. But yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's like look, it's funny, it's funny then, it's funny now, and I I even though with the the this ultimate cut, I I still don't, I still have problems with it. Uh, but I would say this the the scene. That, I have more issues with the whole doomsday thing. <laughs> well, I I'll say this: the scene that comes right after that, the scene that follows, we get the greatest kind of the greatest Batman kicking ass scene ever <laughs> when he tries yeah. to save Martha. Uh, I think no, I've not, and I've always loved that scene. I love that scene too. I think it's it's great. And so, you know, you know, you got to take the good with the bad, I guess. But, uh, yeah, so Rich, what's the, what's some of the great scenes of, uh, uh, or what's some of the things you liked about Batman versus Superman? Or maybe there's something you hate about Batman and Superman other than the Martha scene. Or Jesse Eisenberg. Or oh, Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg. No, um, I always liked, uh, um, uh, Henry Cavill as Superman. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't like him as Clark Kent. He can't yeah. fill in Clark Kent's shoes. He still can't. And at the by the end of uh, Justice League, I wish Clark Kent was dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was no reason for him. I mean, what, how, <laughs> at the end of Justice League, I mean, they're they're bringing back Clark Clark Kent. Clark, where have you been? <laughs> I've been stuck in the bathroom for five years. <laughs> I I was snapped. Oh wait, wrong universe. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Raymond, what's some of the scenes you like to know? Uh, Batman versus Superman. Um, scenes.
1: You know, I love all the action. <laughs> I love all the action. I love the the Batman and Superman fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I even love the the Doomsday fight. I just I think Lex Luthor's plan B from a motivation standpoint doesn't make any sense bringing doomsday into the whole to, to into our planet and right. that makes sense yeah i do think that maybe uh maybe the kryptonian water on the kryptonian ship might have had some effect on lex Luthor that made him go crazy or something but well, if that he, did happen he should
0: have lost his hair then
1: yeah but if that did happen they don't do a good job of explaining it um but yeah i don't i i, I think his motivations there make no sense but the action is is great um throughout the entire movie uh the visuals are fantastic i I, d- I do think the movie's surprisingly uh deep um i i think uh yeah i think like again i love the i love lex luthor's plan a i guess it, it surprisingly works the, getting batman and superman against each other like it's it's very it, it's 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 perfectly planned out in the movie and i i i i can't believe the, they cut that stuff out of the theatrical version <laughs> But um, yeah,
0: it, it, there's still a lot of stuff that doesn't work for me. And I have a long list. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what I like is, uh, I'll say this the thing that I kind of really enjoyed in the movie was uh, Batman's um, armor. The way it looks, it looks like it came from the the comic book, straight from the comic book. It was really good. It was a great design. The me- the mechanical suit was great. It looked like a tank. Like a, it kind of looked like a, Is it, I, his Iron
1: introduction's Man. pretty amazing. Like yeah, when the police go into, uh, but like Batman was like hiding in the shadows. Man, that was that was, that, <laughs> that felt like a, from straight from the comic books or straight from like the Arkham video games. That yeah, like yeah. that was that was awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. I remember in theaters like that being like a very. Like, that left a big impression on me. Like, it was horrifying, but awesome at the same time. And um, I was like, this is really cool, but this is uh, definitely not
0: appropriate to, like, go see with my baby nephew or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, like, because I was a a fan of the Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns book. And that looked like it was ripped from the book. I mean, it just looked looked great. And uh, his whole uh, mechanical suit. It kind of looks like the Iron Man. The Hulkbuster? The Hulkbuster. Yeah, that's it kind of remind me of that um also you know like I, I should mention that i really enjoyed jeremy irons as uh as alfred i love oh, great in, in this and justice league yeah i love his take as this kind of he has a butler but he's also kind of like this uh like bam like a, he's a gadget is this, guy he's
1: <laughs> man in the head he's the guy with the headpiece
0: yeah <laughs> and he's also like very he's a gadget guy he helps out with the making the gadgets for Batman. I, th- I love all that stuff. That's great. I love that he is more proactive in, in, in Batman's, uh, you know, uh, you know, he's more crime pro- work, his crime work. Yeah. His detective work. He's uh, a very proactive uh, person in his life. Not just a guy who kind of just opens the doors or gets a uh, tea for everybody. He does do that. But, There's some uh, great tea jokes in the insider. <laughs> <Cut. laughs> Rich, uh, wh- let me ask you this. Do you like Jeremy Irons as Alfred? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Irons is 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 just one of those actors you could uh, throw in, and uh, you need an old man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean he's a good, perfect choice to replace Michael Caine. Mm-hmm. He he was uh, for one time. He was the the Daniel Day Lewis for uh, the nineties or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, but uh, what, his version of Alfred, he is, uh, you know, he's not just a guy who just opens the door for people and says, you know, here is a master Bruce or whatever. You know, he's he, actually he, he kind of is his sidekick, his main sidekick in the in the in the, in these movies. Yeah, he's very believable as being, you know, um, you know. Pretty much, you know, a father figure to the uh, Bruce Wayne, whatever, like, and uh yeah, they're like best buds. okay <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. only they're like both of them are very sad ca- characters because they're like their only friends. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's the only family Bruce has gotten I mean, yeah. the only one. Who... Yeah. So you know, originally, I would probably give this, you know, the original cut. I probably would grade it as something like a like a like a D. That's how much I hated it back then. Now, I, I with this ultimate cut, I really enjoyed it. I, I love that it's totally different from the Marvel movies. So now I'm giving this a I'll I'll, I'll give this a B. That's how much I enjoyed this. Wow. Yeah. I, this is I this I 180 with this movie. This is a I was shocked at how much I loved the first half. Again, like I have problems with like like Man of Steel. I had problems with the third act where it just goes on and on with the action. But I think it it made more sense than Man, Man of Steel, or at least it didn't feel it, well. it it ran more the action is more creative also the action
1: is it's it's not the same thing over and over again like in Man of Steel's third act where it's like they're just crashing into buildings over and over again here you got Wonder Woman jumping in the the Batman and Superman fight is very unique and creative at at every turn and then you got the Doomsday fights a bit more generic but I mean when you got Superman you're throwing (laughs) Wonder Woman in there I mean like
0: it's really it's really awesome and this was the first time we saw Wonder Woman in the movie right this is Yeah. uh, yeah This is also a great introduction of that character in this this uh, film series, mm-hmm. and the fact that she actually played a really important part in the end I, It made the third. Would have, been, would have been great if they didn't give it away in the trailers. <laughs> yeah, that, but it made it made the third act uh, much better. Yeah, so uh, how would you grade this? Um,
1: I would actually uh, agree with you, Mike. I give it a B. Uh, I have a lot of uh, problems with it, but I I really appreciate the the auteur take here and it it actually it's a it's a take that i appreciate a lot more than man of steel Mm -hmm. it's just the the, everything about it it's like it's just snyder's take works better for a darker story than man of steel you know being all you know just that movie just it just doesn't it just snyder's visual stuff doesn't quite fit that that story for me but uh, here it, it does, and I appreciate what he's doing. Even though there's a lot of scenes in this movie, there's a lot of things that don't work for me. I appreciate the audaciness of it. So
0: yeah, a B. Uh, Rich, uh, what's your grade for Batman versus Superman: The Ultimate Cut? I give it a C. Yeah. Oh. I mean, yeah, it's it's not a, it's not as good so, as you're, you're saying. Yeah, your opinion <laughs> didn't your opinion didn't change that that much then. Oh no, I I was gonna give it uh, the original cut, now I would definitely give it a D minus. Oh okay, yeah, so. It, it did make, you know, did make a difference to me, but... <laughs> well,
1: I should add, I I never had necessarily really any issues with Lex Luthor's portrayal. I had more issues with Lex Luthor's plan, and most of his plan was fixed for me, but I I know you really hate Lex Luthor, so I can imagine that really ruining the movie for you.
0: Yeah, I mean, I still don't understand what happened to the original Lex Luthor. I mean, this is his son or for some reason, and... It made made no sense. I mean, why not, you know?
1: This is just a, 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 a weird choice he made, but I, I, I'm i okay with it.
0: I think that was the only way to, you know, it was the only way for them to uh, to acknowledge that he is a younger Lex Luthor, where he's typically an older man. I mean, that's why they said son of Lex Luthor, which yeah. may, maybe, you know, maybe it wasn't a great, great idea, but yeah. No, I mean it was just that Jesse Eisenberg was available, and they said, "Oh, you know what? We'll make him son." <laughs> you know, that's all, that's all it was. Uh, uh, okay, let, let's now. Unless you want to add something to, um, uh, yeah, I want to ask you guys really quick.
1: Am I alone on this? But like, did you guys find like all the appearances by like guys like Anderson Cooper and Neil deGrasse Tyson after a while a little <laughs> annoying? Yeah, I feel like in the in the mm-hmm. ultimate cut, like they even added more of them. It's like if you're going to have them just have them for a quick little say one word two words don't have them like have a whole conversation a whole monologue mm-hmm. right <laughs> it's too much yeah i yeah. get what they were saying it's it's mythological it's like they're talking about superman and stuff mm-hmm. and like, i i get it's relevant to the movie but it's just too much yeah we got there was charlie rose <laughs> nancy <laughs> yeah. grace yeah, they, all, time. they all yeah. show up <laughs> yeah yeah it was like like and uh larry king's always in these movies was he in this one
0: no, I don't think so. But uh, John Stewart—that's shocking, right? <laughs> John oh, Stewart. yeah, John Stewart, yeah, right? John Stewart, John Stewart, right? yeah. For for
1: the ultimate cut,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we get more John Stewart in this one. Um, all right, so let's get to our the main film. Let's talk about um, Zack Snyder's Justice League, the four-hour cut, the R-rated cut, and uh, you know, like I uh, like I said before, this is after years of rumors. Uh, Zack Snyder got to re-edit it, restore his cut, uh, the original, his original vision, and then we get to a lot of extended scenes. We get to see a little bit of Flash backstory, a little, a lot more of Cyborg. Uh, we get to see the supervillain um, dark side in this movie, who originally was intended to play a major part in the first movie. Uh, didn't he? Didn't make the Josh Whedon cut. Unfortunately, but um, because they they really changed up the whole villain. I mean, Ste- uh, Steppenwolf was the the main baddie in the in the original cut. Now he's he's working with uh, Dark Side. Uh, yeah, so you know, for those who don't know, the, this was kind of a really difficult post production for Zack Snyder. He was arguing with the studio. They they wanted a more Lighter, lighter version of uh, of Justice League. They wanted to make it more yeah, mar- they, Marvel. They wanted they wanted Avengers, so they hired the Avengers director. Well, they originally hired Josh Whedon for to do some um, rewrites, rewrites, and, yeah, and basically, I guess, add some more jokes. And then Zack Snyder was like really fighting against the studio. I think they were he was trying to get like a two hour and thirty minute cut, and uh, unfortunately. You know, this tragedy happens in his family. His daughter, Autumn, committed suicide. And then he basically said, you know what? This is this is meaningless. I don't need to do this. You know, I have to spend some time with my family now. And they both agreed that he, you know, he'll leave. And then Josh Whedon came, comes in and he finishes the, the original cut. Uh, and uh, it was kind of <laughs> panned by critics and fans. And uh, no one really liked it although we did I mean we liked it to a certain a, a point we kind of we enjoyed it we enjoyed it for what it is it's just a kind of dumb superhero movie it was fun to see Ben Affleck as Batman it was fun to see uh, Jason Momoa as, uh, uh, as Aquaman in the uh, it's uh, great to see them all interact. Right. Yeah. It was and it was the first, you know, like the first introduction of of a cyborg and The Flash and all this. And when we get to see Wonder Woman again, you know, so I, I had a good yeah. time with yeah. it. Yeah, coming coming from BVS, it wasn't it wasn't an improvement no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> so now cut to 2021, the pandemic, the launch of HBO Max, and we got this social media movement and Zack Snyder Boom! He uh, an unprecedented move. He is brought back to complete his original vision, and really restoring and finalizing these scenes. And lo and behold, it's a two-hour additional cut. I mean, he adds two hours to this, and then now we get the four-hour epic. And um, yeah, Raymond, what's your thoughts? Okay, um, I, I,
1: I, I loved it. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm extremely happy. Uh, with the movie, I, I really didn't think I was going to like it. Uh, I, I, guess, I guess let's just jump into, I guess, I, I guess some sp- more specific details about it. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I mean, I love the movie. I, I'll say that. Um, I, I'll say really quick, I, I, feel, I feel kind of dumb for, not, for losing faith in, in Zack Snyder's vision <laughs> for the DC Universe. Because, I mean, I love his Watchmen movie. Mm-hmm. I really, I do really love his Watchmen. I think I love it more than most people. Like I think it's one of the top twenty like comic book movies of all time. And I don't know why I lost faith in what he was doing, but I, I really did not think the Snyder Cut was going to live up to the hype. I was sure it was going to be improvement in some ways, but I was not ex- like I didn't, even, I didn't think it could be possible that it was going to be this much better. And um, it is. I mean, I really think it's Zack Snyder's best film. I, it, it's, a, it's a monumental comic book movie achievement.
0: Yeah, I would say so too. I mean, it's operatic, like I was saying before, it's epic storytelling. You know, it's, it's some of the most beautiful imagery in a superhero movie ever. And, and the I score doubt- is awesome. <laughs> Which one? The score is awesome to <laughs> go with the imagery. Yeah, and I doubt that uh, Marvel will ever get close to, to this, you know, visually speaking. So this is like just a gorgeous movie to look at. And um, I was very impressed by the movie. Even though, you know, I have to admit that it took me four three times watching it because <laughs> I was I fell asleep <laughs> twice. But that's just because that's more of a, a comment on my you know me becoming an older man. Can't sit through a four hour movie, but uh that's not because of Zack Snyder, you know, making a boring movie. I mean, this is this is a very <laughs> overwhelming visual spectacle. It's a feast for the eyes. Um, Not your eyes. <laughs> well, it's a piece for my eyes, but then my eyes closed because I got sleepy. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's that a, seat's a, too comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, look, look, you know, for someone who value values the artistic eye of any director, because I, I really love film when when it comes from a visual director. So this is a sensation. This is a sensational masterpiece. This is just a, a, gr- a great, great film uh, in the sense that it's visually stunning. Uh, Rich, what's your thoughts on this four-hour cut of Justice League? Well, let me say this first: um, uh, uh, all about the um, release, the Snyder cut. Yeah, let's talk about it from the from the beginning. I always knew that there was a a, a possible Snyder cut, you know, because any director who finish, who finishes principal photography has a completed film in in the can mm-hmm. all you know sure you got to put some more money into it to fi- finish this special effects or or fill in you know the, the, the fill-in scenes where you have to like uh you know complete one section to you know to, to complete the storyline basically you know yeah, yeah. but once you have to finish principal photography you got a completed picture to work with so i knew there was a, I knew there was an uh there was a a, a snyder lot. cut from the beginning i mean oh. uh,
1: so I honestly thought that there was still stuff that needed to be shot. I thought there was going I thought there was stuff that was probably still storyboarded and like, no. and I'm surprised
0: that it was all completed. He shot everything. No, 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 Zack Snyder, he is a green screen guy. Mm, so I know, true. I know principal photography is done with him. So it, it's total, you know, it's achievable to, to finish this. That's what's what I always thought from the beginning. It's just it'll cost more money, and you know with the pandemic, that's exactly was the opportunity he he was seasoned. So, so mm-hmm. he went to WB saying you know you know you need this <laughs> trust me. <laughs> whatever, you, you need man, something you know. right? Yeah, you yeah. need something for the HBO Max. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he gave him. They yeah, presented. And, they had yeah. a
1: screening. He presented them the uh, like his, uh, his the, whatever he had on his laptop. You know the, the his work print cutter really. Mm. Yeah, he they 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 had a screening and like a, a Christopher Nolan was there and a Walter Hamada and a bunch oh, of wow. you know Warner Brothers exec, executives, and I think Jeff Johns was there and you know everyone and
0: um they 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 came to this decision. Yeah, and everybody who uh, was uh, in, um because WB has been in shambles you know ever since you know twenty fifteen or whatever I and mean, the executives you talk about. Yeah, yeah um was who is it j.j abrams now or something like that you know you know i mean there's always you know know, i mean every 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 seven years there's a new guy comes in no it's even less probably yeah yeah yeah, i mean i mean whoever has a hit is in charge Mm -hmm. (laughs) and no one has had a hit basically (laughs) i mean so but did i believe that zack snyder had a, a a good film in his in his mind hell no. <laughs> no, seeing BBS or whatever, you know, seeing everything done. Uh, uh, I didn't think it, it, it could. Because it, I couldn't believe that WB turned this down. Mm. I mean, I could I could definitely see a three hour cut. That'd be perfect, you know, to put into theaters. Yeah, but it would not be, it'd be too risky. It would be pushing the R rated or, you know, the you, rated. Could
1: have, you could make this movie peachy 13 if you remove the, the the cussing and you could still keep one f bomb i think only one of the f-bombs in this movie was actually important and it was from the epilogue which you, it didn't even need to be included in the absolutely the epilogue, uh,
0: epilogue doesn't deserve <laughs> to be but you
1: gotta admit since this is the spoiler <laughs> review i'll say it that that line with, with bat with batman about harley quinn and stuff to joker that, yeah that is, that is a great line that is a great moment in batman uh, ben affleck delivers it it like it perfectly yeah i, I love it yeah, uh, yeah it, it was a tit for tat scene but yeah. but jared leto's joker was horrible <laughs> really yeah.
0: really I, I didn't mind uh his joker i still don't mind i thought I, I liked him better in suicide squad than i did in this and it was shot horribly i mean it looked like they they well, killed they, him in I a closet sh- or something i think they shot it um separately yeah i don't course. think uh, yeah, don't, it, was, yeah. It, it was probably in a hotel room somewhere no no, no yeah, i think I it was f- i think it was in the studio but yeah they would have shot it in a hotel room
1: <laughs> well i think flash i think flash actually shot his on through a zoom phone call yeah and same for Hen- henry lennox is that his name yeah martian manhunter yeah i think uh i think he was also through he shot his through a zoom call wow and 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 understanding that that's why i can kind of overlook some of the some of the shortcomings in the epilogue because i do think the epilogue it's it's not quite as good looking as as, as nice looking as like the Rest of the movie or the nightmare sequence in Batman v Superman doesn't mm. look as good as
0: that, yeah. But
1: I, you know, I can understand because I mean, they shot that during the pandemic,
0: yeah. I mean, uh, uh, when you say shot through the Zoom call, I mean, Zack Snyder directed them through Zoom, but they were on the stage, I, I believe. Oh, really? Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not Zoom, I mean, it, it'll be iPhone no, well, <laughs> stuff. But, but,
1: but Ezra's it literally uh, it could have been a body double and just put his face there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have. I don't mm. I don't know.
0: You know, I expected I, I just expected uh, this uh, WB to to uh, um, turn down a much Oh, I see. The, a, the, and and um yeah, I don't know what they got scared I, of. I mean, yeah, I, I don't understand, um, yeah. I, I don't understand why they were scared or at least I mean, obviously this movie was not going to be Avengers Avengers made a ton of money. They made over a billion dollars. But but man, if they had released like a 3-hour cut of of this version of the movie,
1: I really think it could it could have been a, a pretty big hit. I don't I'm not saying it would have been like, you know, um a, a billion dollars, but I think it would have gotten positive reviews. I think, it, I think the reviews would have been more positive than they are right now, right now. Cause I know a lot of people don't like this movie and that's totally understandable. I mean, what Snyder's doing is very, you know, it's not for everyone, mm-hmm. but you can tell reading a lot of the reviews that a lot of people like they, they hate this cause of like the fandom because of a lot of the stuff that's been going on online over the years. And you, you, you read that in their reviews. Oh, and um I, 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 I don't know. I think some critics are being unfair with this movie. I mean, again, clearly, it's not for everyone. But I think if this movie had been released back in 2017, you know, a three-hour cut of the way it is, I think it would have been well-received. I think it would have been a big hit. I think it would have made more than Batman or Superman. I think that there's... This is, a, this is a pretty... You could have cut this down to PG-13. There's nothing too dark about this movie. I mean, you could see this with families. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah. Dude, this isn't anything darker than Avengers: Infinity War. That's kind of true too. Yeah, but the, the thing is, this came uh, out before the Infinity War. This came out. I before. know, but we would have made it so much better, so much oh, yeah. cooler. Like it would have beat. They would have beat
1: them to it.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I, I imagine if that had come out. People would have saw uh, Avengers: Infinity War, and they were like, "This is just Justice League." Instead but, of people watching uh, uh,
0: Justice League and being, "This is just a crappy version of the first Avengers movie." At the time, I think people were just. Early studio heads were just heavily influenced by the, the the success of the first Avenger and Age of Ultron, where there just was much lighter films. And now, when we see those films, they don't hold up, right? I mean, I don't, I don't think the Avenger, the first two Avenger movies, hold up as well as the. I still the enjoy them, but
1: yeah, they they don't hold up as well
0: as yeah, as I well agree. as the darker movies like uh, the. Infinity War and uh, Endgame, which just has a little bit more serious tone to it. And it's like, imagine what Justice League Part 2 II and 3 could have been, man. Like, <laughs> But you know, I would say this. I think uh, this is a great final cap to this three-film trilogy. It does. This is really just the evolution of um, Superman, his journey of becoming this... Um, That's true this you know cuz really it's just superman is the it's the glue that holds this, all three movies and it's really just a, at, at the same time though the movie also kind of ends in
1: a way where it tells you in the future superman becomes evil oh, right, right, yeah, and yeah. all yeah. hope is lost to him. well <laughs> yeah.
0: cuz Lois is dead yeah and she might she might have had his baby that yeah, those were they were uh, hinting on, but yeah, like I was saying, that this is really kind of the final stage of Superman's evolution of becoming this full fledged god. The story, uh, this story is not very unique. We're dealing with three. Yeah, it's mo- Infinity War. It's Infinity. You know, we're de- here. We're dealing with three mother boxes in Avenger movies. It's it's the Infinity Stones. Here, it's Dark Side. Avenger, or um, yeah, Avengers. It's the Thanos. It's kind of the same kind of idea, but what makes this movie different well, it,
1: from I, it's an, an Avengers Infinity War? It would be like um, Dark Side is, is Thanos, and uh, Steppenwolf would be the Black Order.
0: Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what makes this different from the Avengers Infinity War or Avengers Endgame? It's really the main difference between Marvel and DC. Marvel superheroes are just that superheroes whereas dc superheroes are living gods and i think the the what what makes this movie such a kind of great final cap to this trilogy is that we see uh superman finally come becoming a a messiah he is like the ultimate com- comic book messiah he dies he rebirth- he's reborn he becomes his god to t- to protect the world and uh, you know it's this i it, it, this is not like thor you know thor is a god in, in the marvel movies but in in those films they they have to humanize him they give him a beard gut they give him this lack of confidence and here's kind of like the opposite superman has to relinquish his humanity or like he has to risk his humanity to take on this epic battle uh, against Steppenwolf and and, and um, Dark Side, it's opera. It's like big opera, and I think Kevin Smith says it said it best. Uh, be, uh, he said this. He said like the movie is is, uh, is a comic book splash pages. That's what this movie is. This is a whole bunch of comic book splash pl- pages, and it, it's something that I never have seen before in a comic book movie. This feels like a '90s comic book movie come to life. This feels like something uh, a, a '90s comic. Yeah, this feels like a '90s comic. This feels like something like Dale Keown would have drawn. Did you guys ever read the uh,
1: the Grant Morrison, any of the Grant Morrison DC comics? No, I was not a big uh, DC guy. I was a Marvel guy. <laughs> but, <laughs> this, this really, this really kind of, to me, kind of at at, ver- at various moments, felt like Grant Morrison stuff come to life. Oh, maybe various, yeah, yeah. various parts, because like, uh, like. It, at, all the dark side stuff, like, took me back to, like, the, the more, like, kind of, like, final crisis, like, darker, more, like, end of the world type stuff. And then, like, uh, like when Martian Manhunter, like, shows up, like, that kind of, it kind of evoked, like, the more kind of lighthearted uh, comics that he was doing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the J- 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 JLA comics that he was doing in it really yeah to me it really felt like comic like the comics come to life it felt like the injustice video games come to life and the the, even the arkham video games like this this is like the everything great about dc
0: like just put on the big screen come to life in live action yeah um like i remember the gla comic books i believe keith griffin drew, drew those in the 90s this feels like that very much like George Perez, who's a great comic book artist. Yeah. Also, uh, Alex Ross. There's a lot of Alex Ross in this yeah. movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I mean, like, 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 this feels like a comic book movie. This is like the ultimate comic book movie, and I don't get that with the Marvel movies. The Marvel movies have great storytelling. There's no, there's no argument. Well, I, I, to be fair to Marvel,
1: I do think Avengers: Infinity War and the third, the whole third act battle feels like a comic book come to life like a marvel comic come to life maybe not quite to this yeah, extent yeah, yeah okay. but i do i do okay. think they achieve it there and yeah, i think yeah. the same for the third act of avengers infinity war yeah there's
0: these certain moments where i go wow that's like uh that's like something but this I is like have, the entire movie <laughs> yeah that's what i was about to say yeah the entire movie is like this i don't think i don't think zach had it in him to, to pull this off but he did and you know i mean it's and it's weird because now you know, like up until like a week ago I felt like these movies were like total fiascos. <laughs> you know, these these were jokes. We were joking about this. We were joking yeah, about could, this. You could probably go back and listen to our Birds of Prey review, and we're we're making fun of these. Yeah, we and we were joking about how they were making this, you know, four hour cut, and how it's going to be so stupid. But I think, I mean, I, I think these movies are going to be remembered as one of the most overlooked and most most uh, misunderstood superhero films in history. This is just one. This is a definition of a great cult superhero movie. And it's all because Zach pulled it off (laughs) He pulled (laughs) off a a one in a million. You know, it's like I would be lying if if I said that I saw this coming or I thought Zach had it in him to turn the tables, but you know, I got to give it to him. He did it. You know, during during this whole uh, couple of months of uh, of him promoting this movie, I I got to learn a little bit about him, and he turns out to be a really great guy. He is, yeah. His wife is the producer of all his movies, Deborah, and he has like seven kids or maybe eight kids. Half of them are adopted. Uh, you know, he he has this great family. Everyone says that he his his sets are great. People love him. And for whatever reason, because he has slow motion, I think he's a he's um like a Michael Bay asshole or something like, he, <laughs> you know, she he likes because he likes Vero because he likes Vero <laughs> the social never. I think he's like the the guy Fietti of filmmaking or something like he no I he's he's a he's like I was saying before in our other episode that he's a visual master and uh, I, I I totally I took him for granted I he deserves an apology from me yeah me too. <laughs> this comes in the right time because he can, he's able to put this away after the death of his his, his his daughter, this 20-year-old who committed suicide. She was a college student. She wanted to be a writer. She had a future ahead of her. And uh, the fact that she, she, he was able to dedicate this movie, and this movie is really just about... Which makes the cyborg and um,
1: storyline so much more, I think, powerful. Yeah. Really kind of like knowing everything that, that happened with Zach. It really makes, uh, I mean, Cyborg's storyline is perfect. I got to say really quick, you know, I absolutely loved um, how the the recent... Doom, Doom Patrol series handled Cyborg and they they do his uh, his origin and they do a bunch of uh, stuff with it, with his father and I loved all of that this is like a million times better <laughs> this is so much better and I can't believe uh, J- Jeff Johns would you know, get in fights with uh, Ray Fisher and it's like my my take on Cyborg is going to be better no it wasn't <laughs> this, is, this is the best take on Cyborg <laughs> this is fantastic yeah, Ray, Ray it, it, Fisher was incredible in the film and uh, so was Joe Morton and and Ryan Choi also the character Ryan Choi uh, the, the Adam set up in the movie Star Labs yeah. that that's that was a nice addition i mean that was a really nice way to include the character it wasn't like we're we're seeing a guy in a bunch of you know on the on security screens like you said last time yeah. <laughs> for Batman for Superman <laughs> like they they're actually introducing the character setting him up and and Zach has been saying recently on interviews that you know he had he did want to do a, an all Asian cast superhero movie mm. with the Ryan Choi character, you know, taking a, taking the mantle of the Atom, and that would have been that would have been awesome. And he was doing things. He was that movie would have been coming out before Shang Chi. <laughs> mm.
0: <laughs> uh, Rich, what you thought of uh, Cyborg? No, I've always been a fan of Cyborg because uh, I always liked uh, Teen, Teen Titans. T- with, yeah. Teen Titans with George Perez um, artwork and. Uh, uh, yeah, Cyborg was always always great, like uh, Frankenstein uh, character, and uh, and they really play it. that up in the movie. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I knew. I mean, that's a storyline that could have been. I mean, could have been fantastic, and, and I liked it. I mean, but I didn't like him as a quarterback. <laughs> I, <liked him>. <laughs> I like should have been running running back, and, and uh, um, shouldn't have been a big baby about that. Also about um, my dad. He's not on the dance. Well, <laughs> that's, uh, well, <laughs> well, that that's a setup. That's with... a setup. But... Yeah, I know. I know. But
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> I, think bigger,
0: I think the bigger problem <laughs> is that they
1: they cast they cast someone that's like you know. That doesn't look like a child. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it doesn't
0: look like a teenager, like a typical teenager. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: If, I think if it was like a teenager, it'd be more more sympathetic to him <laughs> cry. We, I didn't have issues with that.
0: I not have issues.
1: But I really loved how there was almost like a a, a Peter Weller like RoboCop aspect to him. Uh, yeah, you know, Frankenstein in the yeah. movie. Yeah, I, I really love that. Yeah, it's great.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like I really loved Cyborg's story in the when I saw the original cut. I go, great, we're gonna get a, like a solo movie. Yeah unfortunately okay, we're not gonna get that but uh yeah so I now know,
1: admit, I, I almost feel like if, he, if, if if ray fisher didn't like mess things up with warner brothers in the past couple months that now with the positive response and reaction to this film that like we the cyborg would have been the, the first movie they would have made
0: <laughs> yeah but then it would have been like directed by josh weed <laughs> I, I don't
1: know i don't know about that because i think i think snyder would have produced it i think snyder would have produced uh, it like uh, the way he did wonder woman right I don't know. I mean, he probably he probably has a a a plan for what the movie would have been. Maybe, yeah. Because then I mean, he he even had plans for like the the Adam movie. He had plans for he sets up the Batman versus Deathstroke movie
0: that was going to be directed by Ben Affleck in this movie. Yeah, I know. I would have loved to see Ben Affleck in the Deathstroke uh, film. That's it. That's man. a. I would love to see the apocalyptic or where you're, the, night, the the nightmare scene. I would love to see a whole movie of that, like a Mad Max I Batman. Think that, I
1: think that would have been Justice League Part 3.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of movies we have to get through. But I, I yeah. would love to see a lot of things. But, you know, for what it is right now, I think it's a perfect uh, end to this kind of uh, era. Obviously, it seems like with the Flash movie, there's just going to change up the whole universe again mm-hmm. and just move into different directions. So, I, you know, I'm glad that this movie came out. The four-hour cut, we'll have it. It's perfectly... I mean, really, this movie changes my whole outlook or my whole look at the other movies. I mean, I really see this as a kind of total trilogy here. It all kind of uh, congeals into one big thing. It's like um, there's a connection all through all three movies. And um, I just really want to mention really quick before we go, because I think we're ending things up soon... <clears throat> They used the song uh, Hallelujah mm-hmm, yeah. at the end, which is a, um, a cover song from a Canadian uh, singer, songwriter, Alison Crow. And uh, obviously, this is the cover of uh, Leonard Cohen's classic uh, song. Right. And this is apparently Autumn, the, the Zack Snyder's daughter, this was her favorite song. Mm. So it's even more poignant that this was played in the end credits. This is an original uh, recording for the movie itself, so um yeah it re- it's a you know like i said, it's a very emotional ending to this to this story I guess maybe that's a transition like were there any things that didn't work for you about the movie one Defoe's hair uh I would have edit out some of said uh, edit out a little bit of uh, the flash the the hot dog scene I thought really it was, I thought that was funny. It was too long. It was uh, another. I mean, it, it was it needed more cuts, and also um, the one. What I didn't like about the
1: flash scene, and I don't, I don't know if you guys will agree with me, but I thought it was so stupid with with the guy with the hamburger. <laughs> You oh, oh, oh up you the need... hamburger he dropped I was <laughs> just kept thinking to myself, man, that is yeah. the dirtiest hamburger. Like that, <laughs> yeah. that, that hamburger is gonna have like bugs on it. Why would you do that? <laughs> that was that was my issue with that scene. He's very hungry. Yeah. He's hungry,
0: man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also, um uh, be a uh, Wonder Woman, like I mentioned before. The music was horrible. Mm. The choice there was like, a, well, it, it worked at times. It just it was overbearing after yeah, yeah. a yeah yeah that, that wasn't that didn't fit as our new theme or whatever and um yeah and that and the back the bank room scene was was should have been edited a little more also really, really? Mm-hmm. yeah it was a little it was too long and just needs just like the the flash scene it needed to be a little a little more chopped up editing wise uh i really loved the, the 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 amazon action sequence uh with the with the the they're trying to yeah. The mother box. I mean, uh, that was a kind of like extended scene. Yeah, like, it was. It was way cooler because the effects were actually completed. Yeah, yeah. Wolf. That Wolf is actually not laughable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I menacing. Why would they change that design to make him look in the, in, the, in the original theatrical cut? In the original, I think they
1: just wanted to make him human, but they didn't. They didn't have enough time to complete it. They didn't. Have, I mean, they had. They had a. a mandate to release it um no. on that release date and if they had delayed it maybe he would have looked better but it would be an easier mold for the uh
0: the, the, the toy <laughs> maybe i don't know i mean it just, it just he looks totally 100 percent better in this movie uh yeah I, the thing i hated the most probably is the, the way flash runs. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a little goofy the way he kind of fly, yeah. you know he, f- but it looks cool in slow motion <laughs> i I guess they were trying to go f- for that olympic uh sliding the ice slide. i figure, i don't know what they call it but i the, think the i f- think zach was speeders. really trying
1: to to make it look the way it does mm-hmm. on the comics the way flash the way they draw flash running
0: mm-hmm. well it, to me it seems a little too um uh, goofy <laughs> that's all i can say yeah, but it's I, not, it's I, not I, that I bad it's not from. that bad it's not that bad though but yeah, I always uh, the only thing I kind of miss is like uh, we don't see as Batman that much in the movie. Do you think? Oh, that- you missed the opening scene from the theatrical cut. No. Are,
1: are there anything so you no. missed from the theatrical cut?
0: The only thing I missed is the Aquaman uh, sitting on the on the on the the lasso. The lasso, yeah. I thought that was a very funny scene. Yeah, but that's I like it. that scene, but it, it wouldn't fit in this. It point, wouldn't fit right? in this movie. Yeah, I agree. Um, I like the Superman and Flash race
1: from the theatrical cut, but I don't know if that would have fit here either. Um, oh, and I love the, uh, just, just save one. (laughs) And I think that actually would have fit.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that actually would have fit. Uh, what do you think of the, uh, black and white outfit? Uh, the Superman outfit. I love it. It looks, it looks cool. It's awesome. But I
1: was kind of hoping there would have been a bit more of a purpose to it. But I, I mean, I I'm, I'm cooler with it than the golden armor in 1984.
0: Oh, <laughs> I wonder what my 1984.
1: Yeah. Cause that, that golden armor was a complete missed opportunity. Oh. Like she should have used it when she mm-hmm. didn't have her powers, not when she got her powers back. That didn't make any sense. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so let's talk about the night nightmare. Uh, apocalyptic epilogue, Richard, you didn't like this scene. No, but it, it sets up a multiverse. I mean, that's what they wanted to. I mean, they want to go next or whatever with the the Flash movie. So, go ahead and I mean, whatever. <laughs> it, it, it'll never it'll never happen. Basically, uh, Raymond, what's your thoughts on the nightmare epilogue? Um,
1: I, I I loved everything about it except Joker.
0: Really, hmm. Um
1: yeah. And I and even the with the Joker thing, I, I still loved. You know, like I said earlier, like Batman's lines, like Batman the everything batman said to joker was fantastic it's just the joker stuff was so underwhelming i mean he's like making reach around jokes (laughs) like like, what is this and it's like no get. i'm sorry jared leto i was on your side but after watching this no recast him (laughs) recast him but
0: ring someone else (laughs) i would say that that the the, one of the great scenes in uh bvs was the apocalyptic or the nightmare scene and where he has that vision and uh, to see this again, you know, to add a little bit more to the, in, in the Justice League, I, I loved it. Yeah,
1: um, I, want, I want, I now want to see, you know, the, the completion of Flash and in the, in the Nightmare sequence going back to tell uh, Bruce Wayne that Lois is the king. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> I'm a too late. Yeah, kill hmm? yeah,
1: us that movie. <laughs> I want to see that. Because now they set it up perfectly. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Like... <laughs> add more saturation you know you know i would say that yeah it needs a little more color that's the thing i missed from the theatrical cut i,
1: I you know what i think when they added on when they put it on blu-ray it's going to have more color uh zack snyder's uh releasing um a, an updated Black version white, of yeah. no a batman versus superman uh with updated aspect ratio <laughs> and with and with more color and uh, I saw a trailer for it, and it looks great. Like the colors on it, like I, I, I'm, I'm definitely gonna be picking up that 4K Blu-ray because it, it looks much better than the one I currently own. Like the colors <laughs> in it just look, it looks spectacular. And I'm like, I, I would love to see Justice League, uh, you know, get an upgrade like that with all the colors the way um,
0: BVS is gonna have it. Well, I think you tweeted about out that the 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 black and whites coming anyway, so. Mm. All right, yeah, so that was it. That was uh, this episode of Inside Flicks. That was our take on the Zack Snyder universe, Man of Steel, BVS, and the new four hour cut of Justice League. Um, All right, thank you for listening to Inside Flicks. Richard, if the people want to hear past episodes, where can they go? They're too late. (laughs) It's too soon. Uh, they can find all the links on InsideFlex.com or they can find us on iTunes, Google Podcast, or just ask Spotify. All right. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. That was it.